This is Preach Freedom by Alex Mole. Let's get talking. All right, so my dissertation is on, on the holistic ministry as it relates to what the Pentecostal Church can do in relationship with um, social justice and injustice in the society. So in your opinion, how would you say, you know, the church have reacted so far and what do you think the church can do? You can use your own experience in a case of how you have felt racism in America or injustice of some form, you know, so how can a church respond to that in order to solve these problems? Well, for me, I am just, I wouldn't use the word overjoy, but it's like, I am pleased to see the church finally addressing things of that nature, because, um, some, I, I don't remember if it was Martin Luther King that said that, you know, the, the church is the most segregated place. Yes, on a Sunday, yes, because Martin Luther morning. King, yes. And, and I know for a fact that this exists because I remember this church that um, I had, and still I have good relationship with them uh, uh, currently, but it's like I remember um, that we had what we referred to as a Bible study, which now CLC refers to as life group. Mm-hmm. And we would have that meeting on a Sunday morning and we just figured everything was fine until one, and it's as recent as I would say maybe about 06, 07, that um, one of the members had a wedding for her daughter and invited the entire group because you know, we are the family within, this church has over 8,000 members. And I remember, you know, she was say, she said, make sure you come, you know, we're looking for an SNR. So, you know, I said, okay. And I felt comfortable that my group would be there. These are people that I interact with on a, like a family. But when I got there, it's like there was this one lady from the Bible group that once she got there and um, saw other people, and I'm talking people that were Caucasian, mm-hmm. once she got there, she realized, hi, Sister Novlet. Hi, Novlet. Yeah. Thanks for joining in. We're yes. talking about racism and injustice. So Sister Constance was just giving us a story. Yeah. But, you know, once we got there and it's like I was so pleased to see her because now, you know, the tables are assigned and we were going to. And, you know, she refused to have me sit with her. Wow. You know, and and she fussed and it's like, well, the table, you know, this and that. And I just my feelings were hurt Uh because it came from her. So you felt she refused to allow you to sit next to her because you were black? At the table, yes. Wow. Yes, because then she was beckoning to other Caucasians. Wow. To come over and to sit. And she she had the table to the point where there was no more seat. So she, she was ashamed to be next to you. It's not 
are sitting next to me is to have me at the table. Mm. You follow what I'm saying? Yes. And and so I just I said, you know what? Don't need this. Don't want to address it because I know how I felt, and I didn't feel very Christian like at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I left. And the the other lady who was the the host for that for, because it was her daughter, mm-hmm. her and her husband. It's like they were saying, oh, we, we, we saw you and then you didn't come to the reception. And it's like, so I just, I openly said it, it was the life, it was the, I keep saying life group, Bible class, but I use it interchangeably, it's the same thing. And it's like, I just said, you know, I said, I am shocked. Mm-hmm. And this is now 2000, whatever it is. And that, especially because the resistance to my present came from this group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, so I just went on and they all, and then um, she's, oh, well, I said, yes, you did. Mm-hmm. I've oh. seen it before. I've seen it before because I remember in New York back in the 70s, this um, white couple that had refused to ride the elevator because I was on the elevator. Wow. So you have experienced this more than once. Yes. 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 Wow. But the, 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 the one here with a member of my life group, that was the one that really got to me. You know, because for me, it came from home. It came from home. You know, a lot of people have experienced it. If, for instance, you didn't mention it now, I would never have known. Sister Monica, what's your experience? Of yes. racism, have you encountered it firsthand? Well, no, I wouldn't say it's just what I have experienced, you know, going to TLC. It was, it was, when I started going there, it was like I wasn't belonging. I didn't feel that sense of belonging when I started going okay, there. And, and, that, and that is church. Like, how many years ago was that? Like 20, about 25 years ago. Yeah, so at that and time, at, the demographic at, was mainly white, right? It Yes, it was basically white and, you know, it was like you, you it's like it was, you know, as a body and, um, Mm-hmm. going to church who think you, I think shouldn't have known better mm-hmm. it was like that you were scorned or looked upon it was like I don't know I, I and I kept going in there for a long time mm-hmm. and then I I decided one particular period when the pastor who was there he was really so political and I said you know what this is not where I need to be and I went to church that particular Sunday pastor to be honest with you I was so upset yeah you were upset I got out of church yeah and I never went back to church wow to that church I went to another church and what had happened at the other church and that was maybe about two three years span mm-hmm. and it's like I went to one night and I got this word and said like somebody came up to me and said to me you're in the wrong church you need to go back wow. at that time pastor tom you know was there then 
Mm-hmm. And you know, he was he was a new pastor. Mm-hmm. And I went and I followed my mind and I went that particular Sunday mm-hmm. and let me tell you it was a blessing. And yeah. I must say that the church has changed a lot for the better. And I'm so so happy for that. Mm-hmm. And if we could just continue and know that the the tone is a little different right now it i see a little bit more care mm-hmm. so people are a little bit more caring mm-hmm. and and that is what the church needs so do you think um, for do you think christians can be racist yes 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 yeah yes. christians yes. Can be very and and full of pride, yes. full of pride because, because I detected pride. Because racism is sin, so it means a lot of Christians are carrying the sin of racism in their hearts and marginalizing others due to the color of their skin. And you know, yes. several times, you know, I think about this, and in as much as we're trying to say, okay, the church needs to speak up, if the church has engaged in the sin itself then he needs to repent from the sin before he now begins to condemn others that are in the sin so it's like you can't begin to speak against others when you yourself within the church is engaging you know in this i know one step we could do is prayer but beyond prayer we need to begin to have strategies in order to make sure that the church is aware because one thing is the church might not be aware it's engaging in things like that. You know, the church at large, as in the body of Christ. And, you know, it's possible. Now, let, let me address another but question. Pastor I know. Ellie, Go ahead. Hi. I, I just. Oh, Sister Marjorie, hi. Hi, Marjorie. Thanks for joining in. Welcome. Yeah. 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 Hi. I was just at work, so I said, let me try to run out really quickly so I'm outside. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about racism, so Sister Constance okay. was speaking. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Pastor Alex, I think I, I think I learned this afterwards, because with this very lady who behaved in the way she did, it's like, has God ever spoken to you, and, and it's, you almost want to rebuke the Spirit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because later on, I, you know, we received prayer requests only to find out that she had cancer. Wow. Okay. Yes, she had, the very lady, she had cancer. And it's like, we prayed for her. And yes, I joined in the prayer and I thought, well, I was good. And one day, like, you need to go and visit her. Mm-hmm. And I felt as though I needed to rebuke that spirit. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm just being real. Yeah, but, but think about it. Now, you are raising another issue. She was racist, yeah. and she found yes. that she had cancer later on. And now, you are yes. thinking of administering care. So, yes. the perpetrators of racial discrimination is one side. Now, the other side is the victims. People that yes. have been arrested, people that have been killed, yes. families that have suffered yes. the racial yes. injustice. Yes. How do we as a yes. church care for the victims of racial discrimination? 
what, what I, I had to do at that time as the victim, I had to do some serious praying because I thought it was the devil that wanted me to go. Because to me, it's like you're going there to receive the same treatment again. Don't you remember what it felt like? But it wasn't until I totally surrendered and I went and I visited her and she cried when she saw me. Um, and we didn't discuss what she did at that time, but I know she did. She realized it. And I was able to visit with her. I was able to visit folks spiritually and as a medical person to offer comfort and guidance in her care. And that released me. That's right. At the end of it, I felt a release. So we, as a church, when I look back at it, what I see um, is that, and maybe it's just me, but my perception now of this in the church, and I'm speaking about the church, is that a lot of the well, I would still refer to them as Christians mm-hmm. in the church. They are so embodied in tradition that many of them do not see this as, as a problem. Going at, okay. Yes. Okay. That that is, uh, and maybe I'm naive or what, but tradition can destroy us. So you were the victim. Now, yes, we are saying. How do you help the victims of discrimination? You suggested one way is to pray for the victim. Secondly, is to yeah. care for the victim. Sister Marjorie, you want to add something to it? How do you help victims, people that have experienced racism? Yes. Um, I think platforms like this where you discuss it, they have like groups where they discuss it and they need to be express their feelings. Because sometimes people yeah. don't express their feelings and they keep this inside and that should yeah. cause them react in another negative way so it's, it's outside of your, your normal way of acting as christian people as as you said constantly we, we need to pray for them i think that's important but there also needs an opportunity for them to be able to talk about it mm-hmm. like express yes. how they're feeling inside whether it's a group therapy of some type i think that's also something for them to address it themselves i think a lot of people are suffering because they have no place to express their inner pain yeah, and it's not just—it's not just um, discrimination in terms of racial discrimination. Mm-hmm. It could be many other things. You know, somebody walked up to me um, after the service on Sunday and said, "You know what? People look down on me because of my uniform. You know, some people are just discriminated against because maybe they are not wearing a suit and tie, and they are wearing a, a McDonald's outfit, and somebody else looks down on them because they feel they are minimum wage earners." And that could be a form of discrimination in itself. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I would like to add something. Just what? recently, I heard that nurses, um, somebody went out and said, oh, you know what? The nurses and the medical team, they're spreading the corona. And I guess somebody went out to get their nails done. And they said, no, we can't have you in the store because they want to do a screening to find out where you work, well, area of work. Oh, healthcare, because you thought it was a positive thing. We're doing such good work, saving people. Wow. No, you can't come in here. Wow. For healthcare? Oh no, you're not coming in here. 
So it can come from every angle, even wow. though you might think you and that is a form of discrimination you know now you are discriminating against healthcare workers you know in Russia I'm told they, they are saying that the healthcare workers in Russia the medical doctors are the ones spreading the disease so they are actually killing medical doctors in Russia because they think they are the ones spreading coronavirus you know this world is a strange place and what I was saying the other day, I don't think I was telling somebody that with everything what's going on, it's like everything is going in a wave. In the beginning, it was um, the coronavirus. People were just like so stressed, so anxious, you know, people, family members dying, financial deprivation, so many things. And then, you know, a lot of people at that time had no hope, lost their hope, and they wanted to, they started to turn to God because they're like, well, you know, tell me about God. Tell me about Jesus. Jesus. I hope to believe in that somebody would take him out of this. But, you know, the enemy enemy of our soul is always there to kill steal and destroy he was finding yes. another way now for people to get against each other and he caused confusion and anger and now up is this thing with racism that is something that is now started to be like primary people attacking looting fighting it's like the enemy is just trying to cause chaos and confusion you can't have it that people are turning their hearts to god so I feel as if it's just like a wave, continuous wave going on. One minute it's up, when it's down. So yeah. it's going to be something else. And for us as Christians, what we need to do is, of course, pray. Yeah. Because the power of prayer breaks every yeah. chain, yeah. you know, every stronghold. Yeah. We just have to yeah. stand front, show them as a light that there's more to this than just always um, the um, racism. Yeah. The Bible actually says. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that your message on Sunday. I never realized how that was like racism in, in the Bible, in the Word. I'm like, wow. So you messed what brought that out. I said, this is just so perfect for this time that mm -hmm. people need to hear that. That should be something that we put out on. I hope that was on Facebook. I'm showing the message, but it was very powerful. Yeah, that's so good. You know, And it's, the, the, it's the, the actual expansion of you use the, the, um, you use the identical words that were used Mm -hmm. by the, the, the recent victim mm -hmm. but yet you were able to expand yes. on it mm -hmm. to show Fine. that yeah. it, it's not just mm -hmm. breath as we see it was yes. literal mm -hmm. but there yeah. were so many aspects of right. life so one cannot breathe yes. you know the, the Bible says that um, there's nothing that, has, that is happening to man that is not common to man you know, that's why if you're a student of history, you'll realize that things repeat themselves. You know, but I like what you said about prayer. You know, the Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person has great power and is working. You know, I've often thought about what does the Bible mean by saying, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another. You know, it's almost as if God realizes that when we talk to one another, healing takes place. There's a, there's a natural healing when we are vulnerable and say, you know what, I am not okay. I need to share this with you. There's a natural healing that God has put in the human DNA. That even the human body has the capacity to heal itself when it's exposed to the atmosphere. So when we are exposed to one another, you know, God releases a kind of healing just by us talking to one another. Yeah. 
That is so true because that's where I got my healing that time with that lady. Amen. I, I had to. I had to pray. Mm-hmm. And then yes. once that was done, not just pray for her, but I had to pray for me mm-hmm. yeah. for the change to begin in me. Because it's right. one thing in a relationship when it's not going right to say, Lord, change Pastor Alex or change oh God, Marjorie, so Sister Goblet, or right. whoever. But the thing is that I have to pray that God change me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love He said I identical. That was identical to what happened to me in my job. My job was having a lot of difficulty in the department with a particular nurse. And I was like, what is wrong with her? She just acts so bizarre, so all at the moment. She's like a demon. And I'm like, I'm sorry. So I kept praying, Lord, pray this, change this person, change this person. And then the Lord said, no, you need to change. You need some love. And I'm like, me? But I'm almost, and I realized that, no, it's me. I've got to love more. I've got yeah. to be more loving to others. Yeah. And I said, Lord, please forgive me. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, no matter what she did, I was just giving her love. And it's almost like she's getting fed up. Mm-hmm. Become fed up with me just being there. So she's, I'm not even a target anymore. Yeah. Wow. I'm because we're going to love. <laughs> yes, yes. But there we go with the, the, the story that Jesus gave about the Good Samaritan. You know, that that's what happened. It's like it came from an unknown source. Mm-hmm. He didn't say God changed that Jewish man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. You know Martin Luther King said it this way. He says, um, he said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can yeah. do that. Yes. You know. So yes. our weapon is love. You know. And sometimes yes. we we are angry. We want to react negatively, but our weapon is love. And once we become a re- reflection of yeah. love. God uses a weapon of love to be able to conquer every hate, conquer every discrimination, and conquer everything the enemy has planned. All right, so guys, thank you so much for talking about it. And um, my my entire dissertation is on holistic ministry as it relates to um, social justice, social injustice. Wow. Yes. So So appropriate this time. And what a time to be writing it. I'm telling you, this is like, wow. Yes. So I'm on a time crunch. I want to finish as soon as possible. So that's why I'm writing on it. So thanks for making a contribution to the conversation. Yeah. Hello. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe.